0: Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element Opie Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts,
1: Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockwell. Hey everybody, welcome to One Meal, One Workout. We are excited to be here tonight. We're going to have Mr. Roger Wright on with us in a moment from runningformyexistence.com. Uh, and have a great interview with him i'm sure i have no idea how the interview is going to go but i'm sure it's going to be awesome wink wink and so uh mark what's been going on with you don what's been going on with you my co-hosts of the show
0: so who talks first
1: well, y'all both no, just say, hey, no. you know, hey. Like that. this is where we do like the, hey. the witty right. banner. Hey, yeah, I, but, I, but you didn't I, give us the, the perfect, perfect lead-in, but that's all right. Yeah, I no, I didn't. I was, I, I was thinking about my—I was trying so hard not to say asynchronous <laughs> <laughs> is what it was. Half of my processor power was trying not to say asynchronous. Mark, what's going on with you today? I
0: had a cool moment uh, just this week. Uh, I uh, had to go buy some new clothes. Um, because my old stuff wasn't fitting me, but, um, specifically I bought a new belt. My, my old belt was kind of ratty and worn out. And so I bought a new belt that was six inches shorter than the last belt I used to wear. And that's kind of cool. Not only is it six inches shorter, but I'm on not the, the biggest loop, the biggest hole. So, you know, it's, um, that that was what, it's one of those things you see yourself every day in the mirror and you don't notice the change and the people around you who see you every day they might say oh, have you lost some weight you know little things like that but when you go buy a belt that is almost you know a, a full half a foot smaller than what you used to wear <laughs> right that's that's one of those wow moments i went cool that's really yeah. cool
1: and it's funny because you, you're right mark we you don't Even though you may be feeling better, maybe your clothes are fitting different, you're feeling more active, you still feel like you. Right. It's not like I'm suddenly wearing somebody else's body, (laughs) you know, like the shows where you wake up in somebody else's body and it I'm not in my own body anymore. It's so gradual that you don't you sometimes don't even aren't even aware of how drastic the change has been. Six inches is not a small thing. That's awesome, Mark. Right. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, and my seven-year-old daughter, uh, eight-year-old daughter, I was, uh, no, nine-year-old. Which one was it? It was one of my children. <laughs> I have a seven and a nine-year-old. I don't remember which. But I was getting dressed the other day, uh, and I had uh, uh, stepped out of the, the the bedroom buckling my pants. And she said, Daddy, you got to get some new pants.
1: Those don't fit. And I thought that <laughs>
0: out of the mouths of babes.
1: Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, when you start getting what I call the butt pleat. <laughs> and what that is? That's where you fold the pants over in the back, and it makes an extra roll of pants down your butt. Um, if you got it, when you start having to have a butt pleat, then it's time to get new pants. Up to then, you know, you just cinch them and go because their pants are expensive. Yeah, mine are just
0: guys. mine are a little baggy going on there. I don't have the pleat yet. I just have the bag, the the sag yeah, happening.
1: You'll get there, Mark. You'll have the, before you know it, you'll be announcing on the warm up that you now have a butt pleat.
0: I've got the MC Hammer uh, thing going on right now. <laughs> so Don Sullivan,
1: what's up with you?
2: Other than the fact that Marcus reminded me that I follow MC Hammer on Instagram, which is always interesting. He's a fun guy, apparently. Um, I am now, officially, even though Aaron chastised me for not having gotten it done last week, I am now registered for Florida Rock, the 5K mud run that we're going to be doing in Jacksonville. So, I've started is that a, a link
1: that we need to put somewhere, or how, how yes, do we find out about that? Tell us all in the
2: show notes. You can go to fl-rock.com org and you can register there. You can go to the show notes and we'll have a link up. And I created the one meal, one workout team. So you can join our team. There's no requirements or anything. We're just going to get out and have fun and do a mud run. We're going to be in the 10 AM wave. So hopefully it's, it's it's August 18th in Jacksonville, Florida, hopefully going for the 10 a so that maybe it won't be a hundred break, a hundred degrees yet by that point in the day. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, just in but case you're listening be, and not
1: looking at the show notes, it's fl-rock.com. Dot com.
2: Ha ha. Yes, .com.
1: indeed. Yeah, and I will .com. try to find the actual registration page and put it in the show notes just, just to make it even easier for you. And you um, Yeah, this is going to be a, a fun race, I think. It looks like it's going to be fun. It's got some cool stuff in it. And this is a no – if you're if you're on the one meal and workout team, this is a no – judgment zone i don't care if it takes you two hours to do it i'll be right there beside you we'll go at the at least i will i'll go at the speed of the slowest person that's out there and um and have fun doing it so uh it ought to be a lot of fun there's all kinds of information on the website so i'm gonna get the try to make sure i got the uh the link it's march 17th is that right that can't be right
2: august 18th is the date of the race
1: august 18th i'm looking at march 17th is your your uh the Atlanta run. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, it's also the Jacksonville Marathon is the same day. So there's a, because there, this is actually a benefit or is associated with another race. That's a marathon. Uh, the 26.2 with Donna, it benefits yes. that organization. So yeah, I got August 18th here and I got the registration form and I will uh, put the link to that in the show and know it's. Of course, I'm
0: not supposed to know when the Atlanta run is because we haven't had the interview
1: yet. Yeah, there's no interview. There's there is no Atlanta run. Uh, my, my internet has not crashed yet. Exactly. Yeah, the Atlanta run. Um we don't we have any, we we don't even know anything about uh uh Atlanta marathon. But um all right, so for me, I got a little information for you guys. We talked I don't know how many times on this show, probably five or six, about barefoot running. Uh Don rocks the vibe room five fingers. Um, we've talked about the benefits, pros, and cons of it a couple, two, or three shows ago. We had a new article about barefoot running in there. I needed some new running shoes. I had worn my old ones out. So I went to Big Peach Running Company. And if you're in the Atlanta area at all, I would recommend trying it out sometime. Big Peach is awesome. And I picked up a pair of new shoes yesterday. They're They're Brooks brand, and they're called Pure Cadence. And they are what they call a transition shoe. And uh, when you normal running shoes will have between like an eight and 12 millimeter offset, is what they call it. Between the distance, difference between the thickness of the heel and the toe of the shoe will be eight to 12 millimeters. And so, what that does, it puts a lot of padding on your heel. And because a lot of people are heel strikers, meaning you land on the heel and there's a lot of shock, they use, they put padding there to absorb that shock. Well, a lot of people now are saying you shouldn't do that. Instead, you should learn to not run on your heel. <laughs> <laughs> because every time you put your foot out in front of you and put your heel down first, you're actually breaking a little bit and you're absorbing all that shock up through your leg. Instead, you should either land at a midfoot. some people mean uh, say, which is where you're landing with your foot almost flat, or some people say a four-foot stride where you land basically on the ball of your foot. And almost anybody, if you take their shoes off of them and have them go run across the yard, they will instinctively run on the ball of their foot. Um, but it's kind of like the football players. When you put the pads on them, they feel indestructible, and they just throw their bodies around. You put that soft, uh, cushioned, running shoe on somebody's heel and people will start overstriding striding and, and landing on their heel so a transition shoe is as opposed to like a vibram five finger like don has which is totally flat which is just basically a piece of rubber on your foot it has a smaller offset so my new shoes have a four millimeter offset so the heel between the heel of my shoe and the toe of my shoe there's a four millimeter drop um, as opposed to like an eight or ten or twelve like a typical running shoe has traditional running shoe and so I had already been working on the midfoot stride for several months, two or three months. So um I ran in them last night for the first time. The people from the store said, Be careful, you don't want to run, go out and run, you know, your regular full distance first time in those, you'll probably have really sore calves and sore feet and everything else. Um, since I had been doing the midfoot stuff already, I felt pretty confident I could do it. And I did three miles walking and running, and I pretty much was no worse for the wear. But then I came home and wore I was barefoot the rest of the evening. I got up the next morning. This is funny, guys put my dress shoes on and I felt like I was wearing high heels. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cause <laughs> it was like, man, I don't like these giant heels in these shoes. And so it's, it's kind of interesting. So I'm looking forward. I'm actually running a race Sunday morning, uh, bright and early before church. Cheryl and I are doing a five K here, a locomotive thunder five K. And, uh, I'm going to wear my new running shoes in it. I'll go run tomorrow night in them also. And I'll let you know how that goes next week. Um, but it's, they're interesting. They're called Brooks. If you want to look them up online, Brooks, pure cadence. um, and uh, they're they're a transitional shoe, like they said, and um, they're pretty cool. So in the news, uh, we've got a little fitness gadget uh, article here, real quick. PC Mag fitness gadgets to boost boost your health, and one of those fitness gadgets that they're talking about on the in the article is, I believe it's called the Fitbit. I believe it's what it's called, and um, it's really interesting that this article came out and that we've got the Fitbit in there because um, we have a guest on the show coming up, and I'm pulling up right now when he's going to be on, so I can tell you specifically in case you want to make sure you get back and li- listen. And now that I have Google Drive, uh, my stuff's not as organized as well as I used to have it, and I'm having to go into three layers of folders, but now I found it. Um, not this week, obviously, because we already said we're going to have Roger Wright. Not next week, but week after next, we're going to have Mike McCreary who's a friend of mine, who's also a runner, and um, he is using the Fitbit. And it's this cool little device that tracks all kinds of interesting stuff about you. And I don't want to spoil all the fun, but um, we're going to talk about that next week. So read this article. It's got some interesting stuff. It's got the Moto Active in there and some other neat things. If you're like us, most of the guys, a lot of the guys um, on the Element Open Network, a lot of the shows are tech shows, and Mark and Don and I are all in the IT field, and we like technology. We like our gadgets. And uh, if I can get a gadget that helps me be healthier, why not? So check that article out. We'll have the link in the show notes for you. We have with us today Mr. Roger Wright. And I stumbled across a video of Roger on YouTube that's got a couple of views of it. Roger, uh, before I introduce you, do you have any idea off the top of your head how many views in a a round figure your video, your main video there on YouTube has had?
3: I don't. You know, I I think it's like 2,044,387. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Give or take a couple of million. Really, a couple of million or two. And so, you know. uh, before we, I don't want to tell his whole story for him, but just want to introduce Roger Wright to you. He is a guy that was a, a big guy like me and Mark and Don and made some changes in his life and has gotten healthy and fit and has a, has a reason that he did it and a way that he did it. And so, I just emailed Roger and said, Hey, would you like to come on the show and talk about it? And he was gracious enough to join us. So, Roger, welcome to the podcast.
3: I really appreciate you you watching the video and and reaching out to me. I'm always happy to do whatever I can to help uh, promote the uh, the healthier lifestyle that all of us want to promote to other people out there.
1: Fantastic! So, uh, well,
3: thank you very very much.
1: So tell us a little bit. Just kind of give us the, uh, the, the 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 quick background. Where we were when this process started. You know, where, who was Roger Wright? Uh, however many how many moons ago this was when the process began?
3: sure well I, I like a lot of people i I started out i think when i was nine when I was nine years old, I went shopping for um for some pants for school up in portland maine i'm i'm from uh, I live in Massachusetts now, but I was in portland and um and I went to uh, a little store and and i said i i said what what size pants am i and, and my stepmother said she goes, "Oh, you're husky and I said, "What's husky she goes oh, that's for big boys and I said, I think, "Oh all right, I think I didn't we're really all familiar think Hus- with
1: husky on this show."
3: Absolutely, yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess that's really, um, I guess that's okay. And, um, and so I continued to wear essentially husky clothes. They then became called XXL and, um, XXXL. Um, throughout my entire life, continued to gain weight, um, until, uh, and it was over 300 pounds pretty much after I turned 40. Uh, I was over three hundred pounds and um and kept that on until about uh when i was forty seven and um i i um at forty seven I decided three things kind of happened all within uh, one week uh the first thing that happened was that um um i had uh my doctor called me and said that you're uh in addition to all your high blood pressure and high cholesterol and and I had sleep apnea and who knows what else. Uh she said you now congratulations, you're now diabetic. So That's Oh, nice all right. Yeah. And um and so that was the one thing and she goes, You're gonna have to do something about it. We're gonna have to um put you on more medication. I said, Oh great uh the second thing that happened was that um my my wife came home. My you know we all have ways we plans on how to lose weight that you know I I think on your website I saw that you said you know when the latest thing would come on TV or something. I would do the same thing. I'd say, like, "Oh, this is what's going to change my life." And right. um and So anyways, but my latest thing, I had gone in to look at gastric bypass surgery and uh, I sat there for three hours for the mandatory seminar and I I just, I got out of there and I said, this just isn't right for me. So I passed on that, but so I, I came up with something that was more rational and that was to try to get on the show The Biggest Loser. (laughs) <laughs> um, and so, um, cause I didn't think gastric bypass would happen, but it's like being on the biggest loser. Well, my wife came home and, uh, told me that a friend that she worked with had, uh, her brother, um, her, her husband or her brother-in-law, I'm sorry. And his nephew were, had been cast for the season of, uh, the biggest loser. Wow. And, um, and I was like, oh boy, uh, well, I guess that's gone now. And then the third thing was that um and this again all happened within really like three days. My sister in law called me and told me that um my little nine year old niece Julia, uh who's had cystic fibrosis um we was discovered when she was uh, born, um, that she was um, her lungs had gotten so bad that she had to go on the lung transplant list. Uh here's a little girl, nine years old. Um and facing having to have you know be on a lung transplant list which takes about 6 to 7 years um to to have it um to get a transplant uh so i was i was kind of depressed about that um i was out so i took my doctor's advice and um and also knowing that i had to bulk up to get on the biggest loser because i ha- i didn't weigh enough uh, so I was out, um, cooking some ribs on the grill. As I I tell people, you know, I was cooking some, uh, two racks and, and actually both of them were for me. Um, and, and as I'm cooking them, I thought, you know, I'm never really going to get in the biggest loser and I may not make it to be 50. Um, um, and Julia's is definitely not going to get any healthier. Uh, so I, um. I decided that uh, I kind of had an epiphany, and I thought, you know what, um, my dad had run the Boston Marathon when I was seven years old, and it had always been a goal of mine to run the Boston Marathon, uh, not a realistic goal. My chances of getting on the biggest lose <laughs> were probably better than that. But um, I, said, I said, you know what, I could train for the Boston Marathon. I could uh, run it, raise money for cystic fibrosis, and, um, and then lose 50 pounds. So I went in and I told my wife that my latest scheme, which she had been through, uh heard all of them, and she said she's never said anything about my weight. Uh, she never saw me below 240 pounds, and I had lost weight to get to that. And she said, she looked at me and she goes, you know, I think it's really important uh to that you should do that. And I said, really? And she goes, yeah. She goes, you know, if you do, I'll have a friend at every mile. Um 26 friends uh we'd have to find some friends um uh, but she said um she, and i said i said someone. what's
1: that i said borrow some from somebody pay borrow, have to borrow.
3: Yeah. or pay volunteers yeah and um and so that was pretty much and i i realized at that point that it was important to her and obviously it was important to julia and it was important to myself and um and so that's pretty much, uh, it was a, the right reaction that she gave me. Uh, she, and like I said, she's never said anything about my weight, but that reaction kind of uh, struck a chord in me. And so um, I then I didn't really know, I couldn't, I didn't, I had the most I could run was really 10 yards. I went out, I, I walked three miles um, for a week, and then my friend Rick, um, I I asked, A friend of mine was a triathlete and uh, said, "I'll be willing to train you." I said, "Great, and I'll pay you anything you want." He said, "No, I don't want any money. Just your commitment." And commitment can actually be a very, very expensive word, uh, but it's a very good word. And um, and I and I think that's I gave him my word, and um, so. Uh, he said, go out, start walking three miles, and I and I walked three miles. The first time it took me, and I'm not exaggerating, it took me an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm also not exaggerating that my wife met me not once but twice in those three miles with a bottle of water because she was so worried about me. Um, and if you watch the video, you can see me actually um, uh, walking in there. Um, and it looks painful if you see me walking. Um, and so, so I walked it, and I walked those three miles. And then um, slowly, after a week, my he, my f- friend came out, Rick came out, and he said, "Now um, we're half mile from now." He says, "Now don't you to start running." And I started uh, running at the half mile point, and I made it ten yards, and I had to stop. I had to stop, and I and I looked, and my tears coming down my eyes, and I said, "What? What am I going to do?" And he goes. He goes, you're not going to give up. He goes, you're not going to give excuses. Every single day, you're going to start at that point, and you're going to add, you're going to run that distance, and then you're going to add one telephone pole. And he, and, um, and I, I, I agreed, and um, and so that's what I did. I went out every day. I started that telephone pole. I walked two and a half miles, and then I started that telephone pole or the, where I started, and then added one telephone pole, and it took me about a month and a half um, to get the half mile home, to run all the way home. Um, and then another half another three or four weeks to run a whole mile and then two miles and then three miles. And, um, and so don't want to t- spoil the whole video, but, but eventually <laughs> in 10 months I lost, um, uh, not 50 pounds, but I lost 113 pounds. Uh, really I lost it in nine months. And, right. um, and I ran the Boston Marathon nonstop. Um, I never walked once, 26.2 miles. And and then um, the best thing is that I was supposed to raise $3,000 for cystic fibrosis, and I raised $11,000. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I can't tell you, my wife lied, though, about having 26 friends out there. Uh-huh. Um, but that's okay. I'll forgive her. She actually, We had 125 people come out and friends come out and, and see me run the marathon and... So it was, um, she, she was, she did take her end of the bargain, so. That's awesome. So anyway, so, so that's it. So I ran, um, I ran the Boston Marathon and um, on stop and, uh, and it, and it changed my life.
1: Well, thanks for being with us. Uh, Will you run it again?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what happened was, was after I, um, after you run a marathon, you get really you swear that you'll never run it. You'll never run another marathon. And I was part of that group of the one and done. Um, and I was not going to do it. And I got a call from my friend Paul um, about three days afterwards, and and he said, you know, Roger, uh, he lives down in Texas, and he said, um, yeah, I just want to let you know that you've inspired me to lose weight. He goes because of what you did. I've um, I, I lost thirty five pounds. And, um, and he goes, and I, I want to ask you, I want to run the Boston marathon in 2010 with you. Awesome. Uh, and I said, I can't, how can I say no to that? So, exactly. so I agreed to run Boston in 2010. Um, it was a couple of days later, I got a call from my friend, Lisa in New York, who said, uh, you know, I just think it's fantastic. You're in a marathon and everything. And I'm going to be coming up to Cape Cod to run the Cape Cod marathon in October and, um, I want you to run it with me. And I said, well, I've already, I've already obligated myself for the Boston Marathon in April of 2010, but, uh, and this was only six months away. And I said, but you know what? All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Don't you know that, uh, probably a week later I'm on the phone and my nephew gets on the phone and he says, uncle Roger goes, I just want to let you know, I'm just so proud of you. And I said, Oh, thank you, Dougie. And and uh, he said, and I want to run a marathon with you.
1: They'll teach he you said, to answer oh, really?
3: <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should <laughs> just have not answer the phone anymore. So oh, yeah. anyways, I said, so I'm looking at a marathon in October, and I'm looking at a marathon in April. And I said, you know, most people just do one marathon a year And here. I've already got, you know, two more set up. And so I said, well, you know what, uh-huh. there's yeah, there's one in Phoenix in, um, in January of 2010. I guess. How about that one? And because um, this was just still April, or maybe yeah, I think it was it was still April. And I said that'll give you eight months to train and everything. And he said, "Let's do it." Well, I got to be honest. I was starting to feel like uh, I don't know really if I can pull this whole thing off. So I said, <laughs> "I go." So I said, "You know, Dougie, how about this? How about we just do a half marathon in Arizona because they had a half marathon too?" And he said, "Uncle Roger." My dream is not to run a half marathon. <laughs> yeah, that's the spirit. So so good. I was just testing you. So anyway, I um I ended up running um I ended up running those and then other people would call me up or I get an email from people and they'd say, Well, you know, I've been inspired by your story. So it's um this past April, less than a month ago, um, I ran the 2012 Boston Marathon. It was about 90 degrees, and I almost died running it. But um, that was my 15th marathon in less than three years.
1: Wow! Well, so when you're going to come I, down um, to Atlanta and run the Atlanta Mar- Public's Marathon with me?
3: You know, I just had a friend. I will. I will. When is that? It's uh, just happened, didn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I did was not. one just a couple of months ago. I want to say it's in March. In March, yeah,
3: quick. I had a friend that did it. Um, so then I will have to make a commitment to you to run it next year.
1: I that'll will. That'll, give, I that'll will. give me some some time to prepare for it. So.
3: Yeah, I kind of want. I wanted to run that one. Uh, so as long as it's not, I'm doing the Cincinnati Cincinnati Marathon, the Flying Pig, Cincinnati, Ohio. That's in May, and now, this um, is uh,
1: March seventeenth. Is the next one
3: March seventeenth? Then St. Patrick's Day or is at the Ides of March. It's, uh, yes, um, yeah, It's March seventeenth. Then um, I don't think I have. I will. You can mark me down as I'm running it. And when I, as long as I don't have a scheduling conflict, I can promise you I will be there. And the only well, thing is that you have to be there too.
1: I'm pulling up my email right now, as we speak, yeah. and I'm going to email my wife and tell her that <laughs> yeah. I'm running the Publix Marathon on March seventeenth, twenty thirteen, with Roger and reply yeah. it's not going to be you can't do that or you're crazy it's going to be Roger who <laughs> that's what yeah. she's going to say yeah
3: that's right. she that's she'll
1: right. take me at my at uh, at, at, at face value i'm going to copy myself uh yeah. aaron butler i'm going to copy don and mark please on on join us i i may not going. run
0: it with you but i'll be there if you run a marathon i'll be there all right, all right, right. You
1: yeah you have to get 26 hey, friends. Honey, <laughs> i'm running <laughs> this marathon with roger just FYI, there we go. <laughs> so,
3: so uh, there's no reason why anyone, you know, to be a great thing. Well, get maybe we can get a whole group of people from your um, your website, the podcast, and everything to have a big group of people. They will have a big party, and uh, but I, You're I fine. will. Um, and I didn't even know. People think, oh, this was kind of set up. It, you can tell me it was not set up at all. No. Have, <laughs> have you run?
1: But you've never was, run I a marathon, right? i was planning on shooting for a half marathon this fall and so i mean i can do the half in september october and then uh assuming that i don't think i'm absolutely crazy then i'll be ready to start planning for the one in march don see don and i are doing uh, a, a little mud run down in in florida um when is that don september
2: that's August eighteenth.
1: August eighteenth. That'll be nice and cool in Jacksonville, Florida on yeah. August eighteenth.
3: Oh, absolutely, uh, but, yeah. That's the best time to run a race down there is in August in Florida.
1: <laughs> well tell
3: I tell you, know, you know, I, 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 listen, I did Miami in January, the Miami Marathon, and um even then it was still really, really hot and humid. Well, so I know, think it's not going to be like in August.
1: When I started running it was in June in here in Atlanta and i weighed almost you know 400 pounds and so i was i mean i was in the same boat you were about running the 10 yards uh i could run probably you know 100 feet so you know 33 wow. yards wow
3: you're much more advanced <laughs> than me
1: yeah i could run 100 yeah. feet before i just ha- literally had to stop and and i would uh i would gauge how when the sweat quit, quit working out because when the sweat from my chest uh touched the sweat from my belly Uh, over the gap from where my shirt was in the air. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A a little gap between your belly and your chest. When the sweat met in the middle, I knew I would worked out enough. And so that was my my original goal. And I would literally come back to the house after doing, you know, a mile or two or three or whatever in that heat and wring my socks out, you know, from the sweat. So, Don, do you have a question?
2: Yeah. This this is such a a riveting conversation at this point. But, yes, I was just going to comment that Aaron and I have commented more than once that comment on a comment that uh one of the best parts of losing hundred plus pounds is losing the fat parka. The
1: fat it's, parka, exactly. It'll yeah, be yeah.
2: ninety nine degrees here in southeast Georgia and everybody's walking around saying, Oh God, it's so hot. And I was like, man, it's nice out today. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: I
3: have to I have a I work out of my house and I have a heater that I po- I point at me and it's um because my I do get a lot colder, um I didn't lose it. And what's the funny thing too is I was amazed that I lost fat in my head. When I shampooed, <laughs> yep. I was amazed that I could, <laughs> my head was—I was actually touching my scalp—and I said, "Oh my gosh, that feels so weird." And the, and the weird thing is, and people—people, unfortunately—that haven't lost weight will—they um, uh, won't—they don't understand. But you know, do you remember the part when you started feeling bones? And, oh my gosh, uh-huh. there's bones there. Yes.
1: So
3: there's all kinds of physical benefits to um, to losing the weight, that's for sure.
1: And I put a couple of pictures up on uh, Facebook and on my website, I guess it was yesterday, you know, just trying to encourage myself and others, you know, don't forget where you've come from type thing. And one of my friends commented on Facebook, he's like, you're the only person, Aaron, I know that's lost weight in your earlobes. <laughs> oh, Yeah. And it, it literally, my, you know, when you look at the picture, my ears are, you can barely see my ears if you looked at me straight on because my cheeks were so fat. And my, my earlobes almost stuck straight out because of the fat on my neck. And my ear, my earbuds used to just fall out. If I tried to use regular iPod earbuds when I ran, they would just pop right, out. Yeah. There was no room for them. Uh, but yeah, that, it's funny how you do that. And I, I remember looking at my hands and going, wow, my hands are like bony. There's bones in my yeah, hands. No. Yeah,
3: I know. Yeah. I still same, get amazed by thing. that too. That's funny. See, the well, Tell us, these, these are the, the benefits of um, these are the benefits of things that you don't even think about. I never thought about that. That oh, I would see my hands just have being bony and being able to shampoo better because it was not so much fat <laughs> in my head, or not wearing a coat, or have unfortunately not sweat or not sweating to death when it's uh, really hot outside. So, well,
1: tell us a little right. bit other go, than go running. back real quick. Real quick, I just
3: want to one uh, point that. Um, because there's a benefit to to help other people. The one okay. thing that I did when I, when I was working out before, because I did try to work out before. Um, I would join a health club every year. But the one thing I would do is when I went to work out, I would, I would stop when I noticed sweat on my shirt. When I saw sweat on my shirt, I said, okay, that's my indicator that I need to stop working out. Which is just really crazy because realistically you don't you don't start working out you don't start working off the weight or anything until you start sweating. But I remember specifically thinking, okay, every time that I, when I break a sweat, then I get to stop. I don't know if that happened to y'all, but that was that really was what um, I gauged at which point I could stop working out. And working out was really nothing. It was two miles an hour on the treadmill, but.
1: And that's walk. why I never worked out because I sweated all the time. I'd be like, I'd break a sweat if I did that, you know.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, but and I say working out. That was once a week. Uh-huh. So, um, but anyways, I interrupted Mark, you and I apologize
0: for that.
1: No, no, that's no, that's you're the guest. You're, that's that's what you, you know the stuff. Oh, we okay, want to yeah. hear. So, Mark, were you gonna ask? Yeah, some
0: yeah. Well, yeah. I just had. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. <clears throat> Before you started this, I'm going to assume you didn't enjoy running because I what fat guy running. likes to run? Do you enjoy oh. it now, or do you still just do it to do it? Because you, you said you said um, it was a commitment. Is it still out of commitment that you do it, or do you do it because you enjoy it?
3: Um, this will be a five-minute answer, but it's a kind of an interesting answer. Um, uh, first off, I have never, even though I had a dream of running the Boston Marathon and was seven years old, I somehow in my mind figured that I could somehow run the Boston Marathon without my body knowing that I was actually running 26.2 miles. I was seven, so you have to cut me a little bit of slack on that. Because the fact is that I did not like running. When I was in high school, I avoided running and took swimming. Um, and I, Not even swimming, I was initially joined the swim team because uh, I wanted to go diving, and I figured that would use the least amount of e- energy. Um, but I was very bad at, uh, diving and eventually I got pushed onto the, um, swimming team and, and, uh, had a good streak of last places that lasted about four years. Uh, but even after that, I never, ever liked running. And so that did present a little bit of a problem when I decided I was going to run the Boston Marathon. Um, and so, uh, my story kind of, I had, my story got out there a little bit, um, because all of a sudden in October of 2008, Runner's World Magazine uh, called me up for an interview. Wow. And I just, I thought it was just the greatest thing that, I mean, it, no one would ever expect me to be in Runner's World Magazine. You take a hundred of my friends and family, I would be the last person that would ever be in Runner's World Magazine. I mean, it, it would almost be like me being a vegan times. Um, which I don't think I could ever be in, but nothing's impossible. But anyway, so she called me up and she interviewed me and she asked me what I trained and what I did and everything. And her last question was, so do you like running? And I said, I immediately shot right back and I said, no, I hate running because I really did hate running. And I said, I, I do it because I have a goal and I've made a promise to myself, to my family, to Julia, to my friends, that I would run the Boston Marathon. I go, but that's the only reason I don't enjoy working out. I don't enjoy running at all. And she goes, um, okay. Um, and she goes, well, here's the situation. We take 10 stories worldwide for the May issue of Runner's World Magazine, and um which comes out when the Boston Marathon comes out, it's our biggest issue, and you're one of those 10 stories, so congratulations. She goes, however, we whittle those 10 stories down to three, and those three then appear in the magazine. So I said, all right, great. I was was so happy, and the reason I was really happy about it was because um, I do everything I can to raise money for cystic fibrosis, And, and I thought, if my story gets out there... I'm really going to raise a lot of money for cystic fibrosis, and that was, that's what I was so excited about. Um, I didn't re- honestly care about being in Runner's World magazine, but I thought my story getting out there. And I hung up the phone, and then I thought, then like the cloud went away from my head, and I said, you know, Rob, you just told Runner's World magazine that you hate running. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's not real smart. And sure enough, I didn't, I didn't end up in the magazine. Okay, so now we have to fast forward <laughs> three months to January and in January I was out running up, up here in Massachusetts where it gets nice and cold in the winter and um, it was the first first week of January and what would happen is my wife would take me fortunately I live really really close to the Boston Marathon route and so my wife would drive me out closer um, to the starting line in Hopkinton and then I would run all the way home and on this particular day I was set to run 16 miles uh, I think it's, yeah 16 miles and um, she took me out of the car, and I had tights on, a compression T-shirt, and a windbreaker. Um, and I had my trusty bottle of Gatorade around my belt. And um, and so we pull over the 16-mile marker. And um, and so she pushes me out of the car and uh, says, now run. And, um, and so I'm like, it's really, really cold. It just snowed. So I'm running down the the Boston Marathon, when it first starts off, is just a two-lane road and a very small road without much of a shoulder. So I'm running down this road um, in the snow, um, and cars would go past me and splash me with sleet and um, water and just look at me like it was a nut because it was like, I don't know, 12 or 13 degrees out. So I made it to mile, mile two, and I reached to grab my bottle of Gatorade, and I go to drink it and... Um, and all of a sudden, nothing comes out. And I'm like, what the heck? And, um, and I had just gotten it as a Christmas gift from my friend, from my, from Rick, my trainer. And so I said, I can't believe Rick gave me something so cheap. And, um, <laughs> and so I looked at it and I, and I pulled the, ripped the nipple out with my mouth. I said, and, um, and all of a sudden I realized why nothing's coming out. My bottle of Gatorade had literally frozen. It was like a slushy. And, um, it was right at that point that a car drove by and it spl- and, and splashed with and more sleet. <laughs> My feet were wet. It was 12 or 13 degrees. My bottle of Gatorade had frozen. And all of a sudden, it's just um it's like magic. And um, I get emotional just thinking about it. But it's it, at that point, I realized that I really did love running. And that feeling has never ever gone away. And uh it's just um I had the biggest smile on my face and I ran home and it was the easiest run I've ever done and um and so that's um I answer your question is yeah, I love running. It's hard uh-huh. and everything but I'll tell you what just telling that story right now I just can't wait to go out and run. Um, that's right. that's I'll go right. out tomorrow morning now and I'll do a half marathon. Um, I run all the way around my town um uh, so yeah, running has changed my life so anyways yeah i I do like running
1: <laughs> that's that's good, good that's great you good know, answer. That's that good answer i i was i was somebody who said i love kind of like you, I love the benefits of running for a long time i would i would say yeah i like I like running like I like doing the dishes. You know, when my wife asked yeah, me to yeah. do it. I like the I like the benefits of doing the dishes for my wife, and and the the brownie points I get, and the love, and you know all that, and being a dutiful husband. And it's great for my relationship, but I don't like doing dishes per se. And I was the same way about running, and then I got hurt last fall, and I couldn't run.
3: Yeah.
1: And then and then I That's was like, I can't run. Am I ever going to be able to run again? And it really bugged me. And I was and now yeah. I. I'm just I'm I, I I haven't had the uh the freezing weather moment yet but uh but I when I got <laughs> back out that first time and ran and was able to go more than a quarter mile without being in so much pain I had to stop and walk I've just came home floating you know um Yeah so yeah I've still got a long ways to go before I run my first marathon the the furthest distance I've I've done is a 10k uh other than 9 miles that I did at a tough mudder up and down a bunch of hills in wintergreen virginia which was a nightmare killer fun thing to do um yeah but i'm i'm wanting to get a little bit get a little more distance under me and uh and and i was absolutely serious about that um next march thing so
3: yeah yeah i we we try to get uh, mark and don to do
1: it too yeah Mark said he come anything. I don't know he's ready to, to run it yet but he would he said he'd come and stand on the sideline and meet us every couple of miles and give us some Gatorade or something maybe. Uh, well,
3: well, tell us a little uh, bit. All right.
1: Other than running, what else did you do to uh to make the health changes cuz obviously you probably still weren't eating two racks of ribs every evening for dinner. Um when you're training for a Yeah, resume, so. I've
3: cut it down to one. Um, yeah. no, uh-huh. yeah, and so it's you y'all know that you know the whole You know the I had all those excuses through the metabolism thing. Uh, I had low metabolism. I had an endomorphic body. Everyone in my family had the fat gene, so no matter what (laughs) I did, I wasn't going to lose weight. Um, The um, uh, you know all all kinds of excuses for 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 not being able to lose weight. But um, it's very very simple. It's calories in, calories out, as we all know and um so the half of the equation was um was exercise and then the other half of the equation was um was what i ate um and so as far as the exercise just briefly i i can, to this day i uh, when i started i when i trained for the Boston marathon my trainer was a triathlete so he insisted i do spin class and also do swimming and also i did weights and um I to this day I still do spin three to four times a week because I love spin class. on so the bike. That's bicycles. And then um, and and then I also but swimming was just um, unfortunately it's more of a pain. I wear contacts, so I kept on losing contacts in the water. My goggles would um, flood, and uh, just getting in there. So I don't um, that do that anymore. But I do um, I do a lot of running and a lot of weights and do spin um, three times a week. Um, but then the other half of the equation was, was eating. And so what happened was Rick said, okay, um, you weigh, now you weigh, at that time I weighed 277 pounds. I'd actually lost weight starting in January. And this was now June. And when I officially weighed in, I was 276.7 or something. Um, and, and, uh, he said, okay, we take your weight. He goes, if you eat 2,770 calories per day, then you will maintain your body weight. So let's bring your calories down to 2,000. And then I, and then he said, we're going to break those calories down into proteins, carbs, and fats. And so I we sat down, we created a spreadsheet in Excel. I love Excel. And, um, uh-huh. and I created this spreadsheet, uh, breaking down everything, uh, per ounce um, breaking it down to proteins, fats, and carbs. Proteins and carbs are four gram, uh, four calories per gram, and fats are eight calories per gram. And I, it was, it was a real pain measuring all my food and putting all my food down. But he said, "Let's take you to two thousand calories." And, and realistically, I never ever hit two thousand calories because my fats would always peak out before the calories would. But what that taught me was what I was eating and. What I was eating was around 4,000 calories a day. I didn't even know it. You know, you have a handful of peanuts. You don't even think about eating those because it's just a handful. And so it really opened my eyes. And it took me about three months to realize, to train my mind to look at food differently and now look at it more as an energy or fuel for working out. Um, in bad gas you won't drive very far. Uh, but with good gas you can drive a lot further and so I would um I would be eating all the you know, I would eat the right foods and um and do that. And and all of a sudden I found myself at two hundred pounds and I plateaued. And I said, Boy, what's going on? I don't get it, Rick. I've I've I'm, you know, I've made it myself and I'm maintaining my weight but I'm still working out, even working out a little bit harder and he goes, Remember what I said? You will. You had a zero on your weight, and if you eat that much in calories, you will maintain it. So I said, "It's oh, a great point." I completely forgot about that. And he goes, "You're at 200 pounds now." So he said, "So let's bring it down to 1500 calories." And I said, "Oh uh, no!" He said, "Let's bring it down to 1400 calories." And I said, "How about 1500 calories?" He said, "How about 1300 calories?" And I said, "I like 1300 calories." And so I brought my food down to 1300 calories. And people think that oh, how did you do that? How do you survive on 1,300 calories? But you know what? It really was never that hard um, to do. Um, I drink eight 20-ounce bottles of water every single day. Um, I day every uh, every every day of the week. I should say. Um, I have a number one through eight, and I drink all um, eight bottles um, every day.
1: <laughs> and
3: then, um, and I eat. You know, we all know that diets and your 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 thing of one meal. For where you do the one day, uh, one meal, one workout, where you just look at the next meal and say it. Essentially, that's what I was doing. But I also said that um, uh, that, as you said, you, there's going to be times when you're going to not be able to have that good meal, um, I'm, and and so you have. That's why diets have never worked. I mean, realistically, I don't. I was on hundreds of diets. Do Weight Watchers four times, Nutrisystems. I did shakes, pills, everything. Was considering gastric bypass surgery. I have no doubt how to had that surgery. I put the weight back on, um, and so. But this way, I I um I learned what I was eating, and that and that was a secret. So
1: that's great. Yeah, and everything it's, you said is is things that we are big proponents of here. Keeping a food diary, learning what you're eating, regulating your calories, you know, making sure that you're you're exercising, that your the amount of the amount of calories you're burning is more than the amount of calories you're taking in um, until you get down to the weight you want to get at. And uh, there's there's lots of math and science behind it that people smarter than I am figure out with this food combination does that and this does that and this does that. But if you're 100 pounds overweight, if you start eating less than you were before and exercising, you're going to lose weight. <laughs> so that's yeah, what we always that's go that's exactly back to.
3: right. And, and was it really that hard? I mean yeah. I'm 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 fifty years old now and you know what? It was really fun and very easy to put all that weight on. But for me to lose essence, you know, I went down to one sixty three point six from two hundred and seventy seven pounds in in really nine months. And and it really was not that hard. And it's still not. Right now I maintain about one seventy five. Um and I still maintain it, um, mm-hmm. and it's really not that hard. I mean, I eat a bag of spinach for lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and a can of sardines on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But you know what? Um, um my wife and I going out my birthdays on Friday, and they we're going out Thursday night for uh um, birthday for a birthday dinner. Hey, thank you. And um, and so you have you're, you're, to be realistic about food.
1: Right. Well, I tell people all the time. Losing weight may not necessarily be easy, but it's simple. <laughs> yeah, it may not yeah, always be right. the that's easiest a, thing to do, but it's not complicated. Hey, that's a really good set. I like that. Feel free to use it whenever uh, you want. Just make sure you give me credit and say, Aaron Butler from One Mill One Workout. I'm just kidding. i <laughs> <laughs> that. No, that that I, well, I appreciate that. Well, that just, it old. is so true. It's so, it's, it's, especially in you know, the more overweight you are, the more true that is. I mean, if you're trying to shave that last 10 pounds off and you're 4% body fat already, yeah, you may have to do some, some crazy things to get down from 4% body fat to 3% body fat. But if you're 45% body fat and you're shooting for 40% body fat, it's not that complicated, really.
3: Right. And the, and, and the other thing I hate about diets, too, is on diets, you you set this figure. You say, okay, I want to lose 30 pounds. And see, so at 30 pounds, and you get a scale every day, and bang, well, okay. I never, ever got to that 30 pounds or that 20 pounds or even the 10 pounds, but... Um, but had I, I would always just turn it around and go put the weight back on. I said, I did it. Now I reward myself, and they put the weight back on. <laughs> That's why there's such a huge yo-yo problem is that wow. because once you get to that, assuming you make it to that weight, then you're just going to eat and, and reward yourself and put it back on. For me, my solution is very simple. Just keep on running marathons all over the world. Right. So,
1: yeah, I decided I would start a podcast and that would make me be me be yeah, um, that's right. you gotta accountable to make to everybody. accountable. Yeah. Right.
3: That's what if you if you've ever been to my website, you'll see that I uh what I did was I put a picture of myself on the seventh of the month and um and said, Okay, on the seventh of the month I made a commitment and I said on the seventh month I'm gonna put a picture of myself up and I'm gonna show how much weight how much I weighed and how much I had lost and so I did that no matter what and by the third month my wife was sick and tired of taking my picture because I'd say no you gotta do it this way and take this picture (laughs) But, um, but anyways it got to a point where people were starting to email me and call me and say hey we're waiting for the number and that really made me feel really really good but I knew that I had to perform and I did not want to embarrass myself because I had put myself out there and I said you know what I made a commitment and I'm going to do this thing. And so, um, and that's what it was. I put it, you, you know, and that exactly like you said, doing the podcast, having some type of accountability is, is, was also very key to me doing this.
1: Fantastic. So, well, Roger, I, yeah. I don't want to take up your whole evening. Can you just give us a quick, uh, if you don't mind a quick update on your niece? how is she doing? If you don't mind ask, me asking. I really appreciate you
3: asking that. You know, she's, she's doing, she's doing very, very well. She's, um, you know she's she's just a little she's thirteen years old now and she's just a little thirteen year old girl i just uh, saw her uh last week or two weekends ago um she sang in the um she's in eighth grade and she sang in the play and had the lead um a beautiful wow. voice and everything and um and so she's she's doing fantastic she's she doesn't think of herself as being sick she thinks of herself as just a little thirteen year old girl like anyone else and um and unfortunately we've just got to do everything we can to make sure that she turns to a 23 year old girl and a 33 year old girl and uh, a 43 year old right. and has a long, long life because she's the the most beautiful little girl in the world uh, in my eyes and a lot of people's eyes. So um, I'll do everything or anything I can to help save
1: her life. So, that's, fan- that's fantastic. And, uh, and, uh, it gives me a
3: purpose in life. You. It gives me yeah. a, a new right. purpose. You know what? It's, after running that first marathon and everything, it's my, my, just like you said, your, your mission in life is to help other people change their life for the better. And, and that's exactly what I want to keep on doing is, um, when I get emails from people from literally around the world saying that I helped inspire them to lose weight, there's, you know that, and then i and I get a donation. I'm running the Berlin Marathon in September, and I set up a thing for cystic fibrosis for that um for the boomer Science Foundation um you know those two things are I mean more to me than anything else um that's awesome. it's it's that's what life is all about
1: right. think we can get Boomer to come run the marathon with us?
3: I don't know he's um um I don't know if he <laughs> runs.
1: I, I think he's, he's a little um, too old for that these days.
3: Yeah. No, no one's too old to run.
0: Well, I can't
3: say what I want. can't say what I want to say. So, <laughs> yeah. um, um, but,
1: do, do you have any uh, final thoughts or any final words you'd like to to share with our listeners before before we let you go? I think I think yeah, you summed think, it up pretty you know, well like, with what you just tomorrow,
3: said. T- tomorrow really never does get here. So if you say if you're thinking, "Well, tomorrow I'm going to start a diet." You you know what I'm talking about, is that, yeah. you know, it just never, ever gets here. Life, at some point, unfortunately, all of our lives are going to end. And when you get to that point in your life when you're in the hospital bed or you're at home and you, you can't do anything, that's the wrong time to think back, oh, well, I really should have done something about it. You know, life, I was out uh, giving a talk out in um, in this town west of um boston and i was wasting a little bit of time and i drove by this fence and someone had spray painted on the side of this old fence and said life is an awesome adventure and you know what that's the way it's supposed to be life is supposed to be an awesome adventure it's not just you know i was sitting on the couch watching tv and letting life just pass me by i did a race this weekend i ran 28 miles with a bunch of friends all over um cape cod and everything and and that's um so don't don't put it off, just go out and embrace life because it's at some point it's gonna to be too late and then you're gonna you have all these regrets so yeah. that's my that's um uh, that's what I'm saying, and that's why every, you know we'll run the marathon once you run the marathon, Aaron you will be a changed even a more changed person
1: <laughs> well, you know it's funny, you like my my other saying earlier about uh losing weights not not uh, easy, but it's simple I've got another one for you. Um I did up some t-shirts for one meal and workout and I put a little four word slogan I like four word slogans you know one meal and workout uh, eat less exercise more and my little slogan yeah, yeah. was start now live now And so You do
3: like the four word phrases don't you
1: I do start now live now and it's, <laughs> and it's exactly what you're talking about is you know, don't wait I, all the time. I used to say it all the time, and I still hear it all the time. Well, I'll start Monday. I'll start after the holiday. I'll start after I get – when school's out, whenever this job change happens, I'll start after – and and right. the, the start oh, yeah, gets pushed convenient. back, 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 back. And so that's yeah. why the whole one meal workout thing is why not start at the next meal? Why not work out today?
3: Right. That's exactly right because people – we were the same way, though. You know, I yeah, know – exactly. Because you, I would just say exactly right that, you know, it's just – you just have to do it. You have to start today. Um, or, start, yeah, start today. And I was going to say start tomorrow, but no, start today. Um, make <laughs> Stop something. Stop listening to this podcast you know,
1: and go run right now. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: it. Take podcast so download your- this podcast to your, to your iPhone or your um, MP3 player and go out there and run. So listen to it while you're running.
1: Well, Roger, I really appreciate your time, I appreciate your heart and, and your story, and thank you so much for being with us today.
3: Thank you very, very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And I'm and I and I am gonna hold you to that marathon in March. I have to go will, and tell my uh, wife now. I'll, going to Atlanta. I'll let you know right. when
1: the uh as soon as the registration's open, I'll make sure I email you and let you know.
3: Yeah, definitely. Don't don't forget and um I won't. and I'll be there. So I've emailed my All wife, right? so
1: it's it's set in stone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Terrific. All right. Well thank you Thanks very, very you. much.
1: Have a great evening. Now, if you enjoyed Roger, obviously he's a uh, a funny guy, a smart guy, and has an amazing story. You really need to go – either go to um, his website, which is running – we didn't even talk about that. We got so excited about his story. Runningformyexistence.com or rfme.org. I will have the links both in the show notes and, or just go to YouTube and, and Google and Google, I guess it's owned by Google. So you're still Googling (laughs) within YouTube, YouTube, uh, running for my existence and watch his video. It's very, very inspiring, um, to see this guy's transformation. And so he's got me fired up, uh, even more about running myself. So, uh, all right, Don, Mark, do you have any thoughts about Roger before we move on? Well, the the one thing that I
0: liked about what his trainer told him was the simplest math in the world. You take the weight you want to weigh, yeah. add a zero to it. That's how many calories a day you eat. If your goal is two hundred and five pounds, you eat two thousand fifty calories. I like right.
1: it. It's simple. I mean, it is simple. And, and like I said, the the more how to shape you are, the simpler it is. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to shave that last five pounds off, you may have to do a few things. You know, you may have to tweak your diet and this, but. You know, if you're like me and you need to lose 150, 200 pounds, um, it's not rocket science. It really isn't. So, I'm, I'm saying that not to berate anybody that's listening, but to encourage you that you can do it because it's not complicated. All right. So, uh, Don, are you still with us? Yes. Mm, I, I lost your video, so I, I just want to make sure.
2: Yeah, um, I what saying say mostly.
1: I got you. The voice, Don, or oh, Sullivan, the voice that you're hearing. Uh, do you have a recipe tip for our listeners today, Don?
2: oh well yes i did it has gone away strangely enough my internet connection on my laptop is has died but i'm somehow still on skype so <laughs> Interesting. my my recipe tip i can tell you how to find it
1: aaron do you want to go find yeah, what well, you can do, you can just email me the link but you can describe it to people
2: we'll we'll put it we'll put the link on the show notes but i've got a a vast store of recipe knowledge to share Ooh. um I think I've mentioned this site before, CheapHealthyGood. Um, It's a blog that I have discovered in the past, and they had a a couple of months ago, actually, because I haven't been out there in a while. They posted a, or they put a post out about um, beans, basically. It's everything you would ever want to know about eating beans. Uh, It's different kinds of beans, why you would want to eat beans, the benefits, and the fact that Regardless of what you think about them, they are actually delicious. Uh, this is something <laughs> I discovered myself here recently. Whenever we had our little vegan stint when Abby Stad was here, uh, and there are tons and tons. I believe there are 52 recipes with all different sorts of beans in them in this pot, in this in this podcast, in this post uh, on Cheap Healthy wow. Good. So we'll that's put a, that up. That's a in bean recipe a week. That's
1: right. For a year. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure I get that link from you and put it in the show notes. So um, if you have any questions for us, you know, I'm sitting here spouting about how simple it is. And if you say, well, what about this or what about that? I may not be an expert. um, I may not be a dietitian, Like I said, you know, I may not be a a trainer or or a physician, but um, I do feel like. I've got some experience in getting healthy from being extremely overweight, and I would be glad to share with you anything I know or Don and Mark knows. So, if you have questions, specific questions, maybe that what that Roger, what something Roger said, uh, you know, piqued your interest about something, you want to know specifics about how to do something or start something or start running or any of those kind of things, feel free to email me at double That's Aaron at one meal one workout dot com. And I will be more than happy to either answer your questions or contact one of my many friends that are experts in different subjects and find out what the answer is for you. Um, Of course, if you want to just put the question out there for everybody, you could go to elementop.com. That's the the host production company of this podcast and many other podcasts of equal or greater value. And uh, go to the forums there and just start a new thread and say, here's my question. And Mark and Don and I and anybody else out there in the Element OP family will see it and be able to respond and have a conversation that way. uh, You can also leave us a voicemail from ElementOP.com. And uh, just by going in and dialing, you can just dial 559-IM-OP, O-P-I-E. Or you can go there and click the little button and put your phone number in and Opie will call you and you can leave a voicemail for us and we will be glad to play that voicemail on the air unless you tell us not to and and, and answer your question. So that's lots of ways you can get in contact with us and uh, we can start sharing and learning and growing together. Uh, Mark, Don, do you have anything else you want to throw in there? I think he said it all, Aaron. All right. Just, well, just want to say, good, bad, or
2: ugly, we want to hear from you. There's plenty of ways to do it. Give us a call. Yep. Give it, send us a message. Exactly.
1: All right. I'm just going to I'm going to call this show a, a tortilla around some uh, vegetables and meat. I eat a wrap. And say, remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider. The not I won't become.
0: One more casualty.